Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blade Homers and Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio on the V Sporto Network. Uh, NFL draft is a couple months away, so I figured uh, why not find out a little bit more about some, where some of the guys from uh, Oklahoma are projecting. Uh, called up my good friend Matt Miller of uh, Bleacher Report. You might know him on Twitter as at uh, NFL Draft Scout to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Orlando Brown, Mark Andrews, and some of the rest. So let's welcome him on. Matt, what's going on, man? Not much, dude. Thanks for having me. I, I don't think I've ever been on an OU podcast as a diehard Texas fan. I don't get many of these invites, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. Well, we're putting that aside because, uh, you know, I, I've uh, followed your work for a long time, and I'm sure that you can set aside whatever uh, biases you may have to uh, give us some, you know, objective analysis here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we've, uh, we, you know, the big guy, obviously, for Oklahoma, uh, heading into this draft, the, the one that everybody's been talking about, uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, I guess just in general, you know, he's not the, maybe the physical talent of a guy like Josh Allen, but, you know, have you had much of a chance to uh, study number six? I have, and um, I actually got down to the, the Cotton Bowl to watch him play in person, and I've had the opportunity to, to talk to him several times over the last couple months. Saw him all week at the Senior Bowl, so I actually might be most familiar with Baker Mayfield at this point of any quarterback in this class. Just you know, being a Texas fan, living in Big 12 country, seeing all those games, it, it, he's hard not to notice, right? Yeah. So I, he's he's probably the most if not the most popular, maybe the most polarizing player of the entire draft class. And, and like you said, it's, it's impossible to do anything without, without talking about him. You know, his name comes up, comes up every radio show I do. People want to know about Baker Mayfield. And I think, you know, first and foremost, you have to give him a ton of credit for continuing to improve as a player. Uh, you know, he was good as a junior. He really was. But over the summer, you know, when I talked to scouts to start, draft coverage in like July and August, there was a day three grade on this guy, you know, like round four, round five. Now we're talking about him. He could be the fourth or fifth pick in the draft and it wouldn't surprise anyone. So it's, I think he's done a tremendous job of improving as a player, you know, improving his deep accuracy, playing better from within the pocket, limiting mistakes and turnovers. And he's a, I think a much brighter and, and just, better football player than a lot of people want to give him credit for yeah you know it's kind of funny uh after uh the 2016 uh bedlam game oklahoma clinched the uh big 12 title and and he announced you know there right after the game that he was coming back for another year i remember a lot of people thinking well of course he is i mean (laughs) you know why would he be heading off to the nfl and now i mean you know he's done so much uh you know like you mentioned in that year's time to really boost his uh, grade and, uh, you know, uh, desirability, it seems like, with with scouts. So I guess, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what you see out there, what are Mayfield's biggest uh, biggest strengths and, and, and weaknesses? Well, I think the strengths, I mean, you, poise is such a big part of what he does. And, you know, I, I love that he has a chip on his shoulder and that, it'll probably come up as a weakness as well because sometimes he doesn't handle it well. But I just think he, he's one of those dudes that, and it sounds so cliche, but he really doesn't ever give up on a, on a game. But he knows when to give up on a play, right? So he's okay throwing the ball away, you know, not, not looking for the, the home run on every play. And I think that's one area that he's really matured as a quarterback. His touch accuracy, especially to like the middle to deep range, 
is amazing. Some of the throws that he's made up the seam to Mark Andrews and to the other guys are just they they really just make you say wow. And you see where maybe some of the Drew Brees stuff comes from because that the accuracy and ability to just drop it in the bucket over the top. You know, he's able to you know to generate velocity. Uh, that was the one thing that blew me with the Senior Bowl, being able to stand on the field near him while he was throwing. That's one thing that I don't think you pick up on TV. And I definitely didn't pick it up sitting in the press box at the Cotton Bowl. Just how hard he can actually throw. You don't see it from a, you know, smaller guys without huge hands normally don't throw that hard. But he's able to, you know, build up velocity. He can thread some of those outside routes. And then, you know, yeah, he can make things happen with his legs. I don't, I don't like the Johnny Manziel comparisons. I don't think they're, I don't think they're anything alike as players on the field or guys off of it. Uh, but he is able to escape. He's able to extend plays. I, I think this year he got much smarter about when and how to use his feet, you know, allowing his legs to set up throws instead of being, a, you know, like Lamar Jackson, who really uses his legs a lot as a runner. I think Baker does a good job of letting his legs get him to a passing window. You know, weaknesses are going to be the fact that he is a, he's an outlier. He's six feet tall. Uh, he's not an explosive athlete like Russell Wilson. He's probably going to run in the four eight four nine range. And then you have incidents, you know, like the the deal in Northwest Arkansas last mm-hmm. summer and the the stuff at the Kansas game, which it it honestly like pisses me off. And as you know, I don't I don't really care for either team, but mm-hmm. no one talks about the fact that those Kansas captains wouldn't shake his hand. And, and like, what a kind of like a douche move to do that yeah, but yeah. baker's the one who the the spotlight falls on because he he got a little heated and you know starts grabbing himself and yelling across the field but it's uh, you know it's other things too it's like the you know tweeting at bucky brooks mm-hmm. and you know and I, you'll you'll enjoy this i actually passed along a message to baker it was like man delete twitter until may 1st just get off there because it's it's not doing you any good it's just it, it's messing with your head like you don't want to see what people are saying about you the next two months. So I think that's like if you you know could wrap it up. I don't think he's a bad person. He doesn't have the addiction or work ethic issues that Johnny Manziel had. He's just a little immature. But I think a lot of that comes from the fact that he had to walk on at Texas Tech, and then he was phenomenal there and got passed over for the starting job. And he had to walk on at OU. So like this is a guy who's been overlooked at almost every stage of his football career. And all he does is win a Heisman Trophy and become the best player in college football, and we're still caught up on the fact that he's six and a half feet tall. So I I do understand it. And for me, it's actually one thing that I like about him is that he's overcome some adversity. And I think the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, have that same mentality of, I was overlooked, I was told I wasn't good enough, I was told I was too small, and it's it's drove them to be great. So hopefully the the same thing happens for him. Yeah, and I I tried to explain that to people about when they say, oh well, he's you know he's uh, brash, or he's gay, you know he's oh you lets him get away with too much and everything, and and I understand all those you know in terms of maybe the perception of the university or the program, but I think that what people seem to overlook is that you know he that's just the way he is that he you know I mean that that it makes him. A better player to play with all that emotion it seems like that he's able to really harness it and 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 it turns him into you know regardless of you know how you feel about him grabbing his crotch and whatnot i mean it's hard to argue with the results you know yeah and he's a great leader like that's the one thing that 
anyone you talk to, whether you talk to people at Texas Tech or people at OU or guys he was with at the Senior Bowl, they absolutely love him. And even the other quarterbacks that he was competing against at the Senior Bowl were telling me, like, Baker's a great guy. You know, like, it, yeah, he's super competitive and he's fiery, but he he's one of those people that genuinely just loves his teammates and it shows and, and guys really respond to that. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk over the next two months, especially with the combine almost here of how well guys interview and, you know, if they are natural born leaders and Baker just clearly is that I don't think, I don't think there's anyone else in this class that's even close to that in terms of just what he is as a leader. So let's look at uh, you know potential landing spots. Uh, you know what what are you seeing? What are you hearing in terms of where he might end up or where he might be uh, end up being drafted? You know everything I've heard is that he's probably going to be a top eleven pick, and and I say eleven because the Miami Dolphins are right there at yeah. eleven, so yeah. they're the wild card. Um, you know it it could be the Browns. I don't think it would be the if the Browns draft him at one, it's going to be a very big surprise. Um, if crazier things have happened, if they take Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb and draft Baker at four, that makes a little more sense. They're going to take a lot of heat for passing on a quarterback again, though, if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to look at the Denver Broncos at five. Obviously, you know, there have been a lot of connections there. The Jets at six. I would personally love to see Baker in the New York media market. It would make my job a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, So they're definitely in play. And then you you have to think about the trade-up teams, right? So Miami at 11. Uh, You have to think about Arizona at 15. They need a quarterback badly. Buffalo at 21 and 22. Jacksonville's at 29. Uh, All those teams need quarterbacks but would have to move up in order to get him. So there are a lot of dominoes yet to fall because of free agency. You know, if – if the Jets give Kirk Cousins sixty million guaranteed for the first two years or something, they're out on the quarterback market, and that could push Baker down. Same for the Broncos with Kirk Cousins, or depending on where AJ McCarron and Case Keenum land. So there's a lot that could still happen, but the supply versus demand at the quarterback position is still pretty wild. So even if it's you know it could be a team like the Chargers that that move up a little bit because they need a quarterback of the future. So there are. There are definitely more landing spots, you know, where he makes sense than ones where he doesn't. But I think that, you know, if I had to bet right now, if the over-under, I would put it at pick number 11. All right, all right. Again, talking with Matt Miller uh, of uh, Bleacher Report, NFL draft expert. Uh, Matt, let's talk about uh, Orlando Brown. Uh, Does he project as a left tackle or a right tackle in the NFL? Well, I, he's a, also Oklahoma this year. You guys only have like polarizing players. That people <laughs> about. Uh, I think Orlando Brown, in my opinion, projects as a right tackle. Uh, I, I think that with his size and you know that that line has blurred a lot in the NFL. Of you know, well, you, you know, your right tackle has to still be a good athlete and be a good blocker, and, and that is true. You can get away with a little more on that side of it, though. So I think he's a right tackle. You know, with his size, with what he does very well. And then also with where he struggles, you know, where his weaknesses are. I think he fits best on the right side. But I may be, and I, I try to insulate myself from the other draft analysts because I, I don't want their work to influence my own. But I would guess I'm probably the lowest of anyone on him. I just, for whatever reason, I just don't see it. I, I think he's a little too big. You know, he's a little slow. He doesn't have great you know, uh, leverage because of his height and because of his hips. So, um, I think I compared him to Eric Flowers, which is not a great spot to be in if you're uh, 
I, I, you know, he's a developmental guy, in my opinion. I think that scheme really helps him. You've got a quarterback that can move. The ball comes out really quickly. And, you know, I know he's a legacy guy, and he's he's enormous. And I've heard he's, you know, a really good person that everyone likes. I, I just can't I can't wrap my head around the idea that he's going to be an NFL left tackle. So, I mean, what does that do then for his stock, so to speak? I mean, where, where, would, where do you have him graded? I have him graded right now as a, a second to third, which, you know, there's still plenty of time for that to change. But I've seen him, you know, people people will send me mock drafts and be like, you know, Mel Kuyper has Orlando Brown in the top 15, and you have him in the third round. Like, who's right and who's wrong? It's like, well, I guess time will tell. We just, you know, we see it really differently. So I think that he's someone who has potential, but I would love for him to be developed. You know, I, instead of if you're drafted in the top 15, you're expected to come in and, and be the dude immediately. And I don't, I don't see that from his game. I, I think he does need – he needs his footwork and his stance completely reworked, and that, that takes time. Uh, and we've seen the offensive tackle position, you know, outside of just a handful of guys, it's a really tough spot right now to transition from college to the NFL because the schemes are just in, so different and what you're asked to do is very different. So uh, that's what I put a developmental grade on him, and, and to me that means you know, late second, early third round, not top 15. All right. Um, you know, an interesting guy here, uh, you know, Mark Andrews. He's he's kind of a receiver, kind of a tight end, you know, kind of that hybrid, uh, you know, kind of flex tight end position. Uh, you know, in general, I mean, is, is he, you know, uh, I mean, a first or, or second day guy to you? He is. I, I think a second day guy. The big question for me, and I I don't try, I try not to anyway, over uh, – state what the combine means to players I think it's huge for Mark Andrews because there are times where he doesn't look like he's able to really you know explode and move fluidly but then he's always wide open so it's like yeah. either this guy's the best route runner in college or or he's faster than he looks so I remember watching him just destroy that Texas secondary which had so many high caliber players it was like is this guy like the college Rob Gronkowski because He's open every freaking play, but he doesn't look that fast. So that's my, my biggest question is, you know, how fast is he? How agile is he? But he absolutely looks the part. I mean, he was super productive. I think his route running is good. He has ideal size, you know, 6'5". He's probably going to be 255, maybe 260. I mean, th- there are a few guys in this draft that, that fit that mold of someone who could play in the slot. They could play in line. He could move all over the formation do a lot of things for you. So the, the tight end class, there's this cluster of really good players like Dallas Goddard and Mike Gusecki and Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst and Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. I think the tight will help us figure out what that order is. And a lot of it's going to be, you know, athleticism, injury stuff, and then, you know, actually watching and getting to see them all in the same field, catching passes to see who stands out. Is there a particular kind of offense in the NFL or team that you think that he'd fit better with? You know, I don't. I don't think there is. I, you know, I know he's not a, he's not a superb blocker, so you're not going to want to put him, you know, in, in a scheme where he's just playing like an extra right tackle and firing yeah. off the line and blocking people. But, you know, I, I think you could look at, you know, all, what all these Andy Reid disciples are doing with their tight ends. You know, kind of following that Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz mold. Uh, you know, what Kyle Rudolph does in Minnesota. Yeah, he, he definitely fits that. You know, those are the types of offenses that I would would think that he would be a good fit for. As far as like a team with a need, uh, the Jets probably aren't going to draft a tight end early, but what Jeremy Bates is going to be doing with the tight end, 
I, I think Mark Andrews would be a really good fit in that. It's just a matter of, you know, are they going to pull the trigger on so, uh, on a position like that early enough? Yeah, yeah. A uh, guy who, uh, you know, sounds like uh, really kind of boosted his stock uh, at the uh, uh, senior game, senior bowl, was uh, – uh, Obanaya Okoronkwo, you know, known as uh, Obo, uh, you know, colloquially. Uh, what's your take on Obo? Uh, another guy that I'm a little lower on. I think that with with Obo, you have to, you almost have to be scouting scheme specific, right? Because he's a small guy, you know, he's six one, two forty two, yeah. so he's a little undersized, which makes him, I think, more of a situational pass rusher. Without that length, you know, it's going to be hard to stack up against the run. It's going to be hard to keep blockers off of him. My my note on him, and I, I was talking to an OU fan at the Senior Bowl about this because he just loves him, and it was like, you know, you're why are you so low on the guy? It's like when he has a clear path to the quarterback, he's unstoppable. But when they account for him, when the left tackle either kicks out or they chip him, he can be shut down, and and that's where that's where I start to have concerns because in the NFL you're game planned for at every spot across the uh, across the board. In college, you can get away with being unprotected and, and just making effort plays and hustle plays. I, I think that's what he did. So when you when you start to break these guys down for the NFL, it's okay height, weight, athleticism, production, and then positional traits. And he's gonna he's not gonna be great in the height, length, weight. Probably not that great in the speed game either. So I put a fourth to fifth round on him. Um, you know, he. He needs to develop a counter move, something to figure out how to get off those blockers when he is going to have someone meet him head up, whether it's a you know a spin move or he's not going to be strong enough to bull rush. So, you know, I think cleaning up his first step, making his first step a, a productive one and not a false one is probably the, the thing that an NFL coach is going to do with him first. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I I kind of I, I tend to agree. It's just it, mainly it's the size thing to me that uh, just makes me think. I'm not sure for an NFL guy if he's ready to play every down. Yeah, and that's not to say you know like if he gets in a you know, like what Denver has done with someone like Shaq Barrett, you know, yeah, at times yeah. reading, you know they had Shane Ray doing the same thing of like okay, just just come in every now and then and and give us something off the edge on third down. There's a role for that. It doesn't mean you're a bad player. I mean, the guy had. What seventeen and a half tackles for a loss or something crazy like that this year? So he's he's obviously productive. One thing that you do hear a lot though is that you know, and we could have said this about Baker or Orlando and all those guys. The Big Twelve is just so down on talent right now that yeah, you have to go back and look. Okay, well, Connor Williams was hurt in the Texas game, yeah. so what tackles did he actually face this year that were any good? And I, that's definitely a complaint you hear about a lot of these Big Twelve guys. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Um, one quick guy that uh, you know is is an interesting one to me because of uh, kind of all the different things he brings to the table is Dimitri Flowers. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, he's not uh, you know a, a top tier type guy, so I don't know if you've had much of a chance to uh, scout him. But do you have any thoughts on if he'll uh, fit into an NFL scheme somewhere? I swear to God, this is um, I, God's honest truth. Uh, anyone who listens to my podcast can back me up on this. Dimitri Flowers is my favorite player in the entire draft. <laughs> he really is. Like, I love the guy. And I even was like, I was giving him hell at the senior bowl. I was like, man, you're the best fullback in the country. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, get, I, was like, I wish you'd gone to Texas. And I, he looked at me. He's like, you saw how that worked out, man. I, I'm pretty glad <laughs> I left Oklahoma. I love Dimitri Flowers. Um, I, have a, I have a crush on fullbacks. So, you know, his ability to impact the game as a runner, receiver, blocker, 
he's selfless. He's going to play special teams for you. I think he's exactly what fits the NFL because you need a guy that can move around. So I look at God like the Oakland Raiders would be such a perfect fit for him. If John Gruden's going to kind of go back to his roots, but also mm-hmm. evolve a little bit. I think that that's a, just a great fit. Um, the, the Tennessee Titans have Delaney Walker, but he's getting older and is more of a, he's a little more tight end and not as much fullback. I would love to see what flowers could do in Matt LaFleur's offense, because it's that, you know, it's that Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay type system. So Dimitri flowers, dude, I, I think he'll probably get drafted, you know, in the fullback. So it might be like the fifth or sixth round, but wherever he goes, that, he will immediately be my favorite fullback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was amazing to watch how uh, Lincoln Riley, especially really this year, really turned him into a weapon, a big play guy, you know, which you just don't see that from fullbacks. No, you don't, but that's – and he did that at the Senior Bowl too. He's just – you know, and he has the right build. He has the, the right athleticism, so – you know, for being a Texas fan, man, it's it's tough to swallow. But I love Baker. I love Demetrius <laughs> Flowers, and and I have a, a healthy respect for Mark Andrews. So it's uh, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to to come to terms with. But thankfully, they won't ever play us again, so I can start rooting for them. <laughs> fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, hey, Matt, you've been more than generous with your time this morning, man. I really do appreciate you coming on and uh, filling us in. You got anything big coming up? I mean, obviously, this is your your uh, busy time of year. Yeah, I, I head to the combine in a couple of days, and then rolling out of that, I'll have a seven-round mock draft. So the best way to like get everything I do, whether it's articles, videos, podcasts, is just download the Bleacher Report app, and, and you kind of get everything right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, folks. Matt is a grinder. I love it, man. I follow his stuff uh, all the time, all year round, even uh, when it's not uh, combine season or draft season. But now that we're in it, definitely a must-follow on Twitter and a guy whose uh, content you need to be reading. So, Matt, I really do appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, you bet, man. Have a great one. All right, and thank you all for joining us, too. For the Blayton Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.